I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we want to start with obviously <laughs> it's gonna be the girls are still wearing the clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. I'm James. And I'm Tara. And we are your sexy, swinging lifestyle hosts. We are here to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about non-traditional relationships. The swinger lifestyle has transformed our life. Meeting each other has shattered everything we thought about normal relationships. Maneuvering our way through non-monogamy has transformed our view on sexuality, relationships, and consensual non-monogamy. And sex. All of it. (laughs) (laughs) We produce a show every week for your listening pleasure, and our sponsors make this all possible. We truly appreciate their generosity and everything they do to support us. If you're interested... If you are interested in sponsoring our show, please contact us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com. And stay tuned to the end of the show for the details about our contest giveaway and a chance to win some great prizes. Yes, there's some good ones there. And if you like our show, get social with us. We are always available online. Our Instagram is sex.uninterrupted, and we love to share sexy stories all day long. We also have a Twitter account, sxuninterrupted, where we share racier content and a Facebook light page. And if you want to get a hold of us, our email, I already said it, and our website is sexuninterrupted.com, where you can find all of our information. Uh, We're also going to be at the Taboo Sex Show here in Calgary on November 23rd to 25th. Uh, we will be assisting in a booth. If you want to stop by, come say hi. We'll share more info on social media soon. And smoke show. The smoke show. One of my favorite parts. So as you guys know, we're medical cannabis patients, and we love to share our knowledge surrounding this amazing medicine. This week, we used our volcano to smoke a 12-0 blend from Canimed. That's 12% THC, 0% CBD. We find it's a really nice head high, but low enough dosage to continue to do some creative work. And it's good for talking about our topic of this week's show, swinger lifestyle events. And if you don't know what a volcano is, it's a giant desktop vaporizer, and it vaporizes the weed at around 300 degrees. It's amazing. It really helps to keep your lungs. Yeah, there's no combustion. Yeah, so it's really easy um, when you're asthmatic like me (laughs) (laughs) and this week's show we are excited to share our knowledge about hosting ls events so that sexy people like you can host a swinger event of your own there are so many different ways to bring the community together and in this episode we discuss meet and greets house parties hotel events and takeovers we have experience in hosting all of these and also attended countless ones ourselves. We'd like to think we know a thing or two of what works and what doesn't. Well, our, our interpretation of it. So we're going to start off the show by hosting meet and greets, kind of like a social. Uh, we host a social once a month, and we've been doing it for the last two years. Over two years, James. Oh, that's right. Over two we years. We had our two years a while ago. I think it was yeah. two years in August. And so, yeah, we enjoy doing them. It's a great way to get out of that. Um, we put them in the middle of the week. Yeah. And it's a great way to get out of that uh, week funk of having to, on your weekends, having to be somebody 
And then during your week, having to be somebody else. Yes. And so, we and we also add a little bit of um, non-play into it. So it, there's not really any play that happens already at our events. So it's really good for newbies and just for strictly meeting people too, which is why it's called a meet and greet. Oh yeah, it's great with connecting with like-minded people. You get to know people within the couple of hours or three, five hours that we end up. We do it at a at a local venue here. They've offered us. Well, we actually changed up. Yeah, we change it up every once in a while. We did a tour of all the clubs in our city. Which was very well received. Yeah, and we, we, we really enjoy it. It's one of the fun, I think it's like the one time of the month I get all excited because it's hosting that little meet and greet, gets everybody together, gets everybody out, gets everybody talking, and kind of gets the mojo flowing. And it's a great way to segue into the weekend. It totally is. And honestly, every event we've hosted, it's been new faces. Like, it's oh never God. the same crowd. Never the same crowd. Never the same crowd. In all of the over two years we've done this, there's always new faces and people are always like, oh, it's a different crowd. And they're surprised, but I guess we're kind of used to it now. Yeah, there was somebody that was there last time that's been in the lifestyle for like 12 years. And they're like, every time I come to one of your socials, it's like a different... I meet new people. Every single time. (laughs) And it's like, you've been in this lifestyle for 12 years. So we really enjoy it. We didn't have something like that in our city. And... uh, and it was just great for us to like reach out to the community and share that little meet and greet and thing. So enough kinda, about us. <laughs> yeah, enough about our social. We kind of want to talk about how to host a social because we would love to encourage other people, other cities, to to do stuff like this and catch and how like I don't know, get it caught on with. Yeah, like this is something that we want every city and every people, all the people to like kind of get together because this is one big giant community and we kind of want to have that feel of coming together and doing these things we would like to host them in other cities but again we just want to make sure that there's enough people there that want to come out and I understand that it's not so let's talk about the venue okay venue so in a meet and greet we uh, have done multiple venues from bars to clubs to sex clubs our house (laughs) yeah in a sense so Um, We just want to make sure, um, if you are going to do it at a venue, we want to make sure that you tell the venue what kind of people are going to be showing up. That's kind of your responsibility as the host. As a host. To be clear. And there's always, um, I'd say, crafty way to articulate what you're saying. A lot of times when I get in touch with a new venue, I just describe us as being um, sex positive, consensual, non-monogamous, and we're just looking for a way to bring everybody together in um, a vanilla environment almost. And honestly, every time it's been received very well, I don't think anybody's ever been like, what the fuck are you doing? No fucking way. (laughs) But we have had um, some instances where the servers that were serving our group ended up getting hit on by some of the people because we're obviously open sexual and uh, the venue didn't tell the server what kind of people they were she would be serving and that kind of came into a bit of a conflict because we're like you know we're very open it's not like we were they were rude none of the 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 conversation and the comments that were made were ever rude but again it can be quite forward when you come from people that are very sexualized that are very open so yeah Make sure the venue knows what kind of people um, are coming because it literally gives them a baseline of like 
who to what server to put who to there. staff for your event exactly. what you need and i find the more open and honest we are about what the event is and what it represents the better the event is and the better they treat us too yeah like our last one we had was you know they really set the bar high and that was a vanilla establishment and there was also vanilla people around we had a space to our own and they really took care of us and I think it's because they realize how much swingers drink (laughs) (laughs) yeah and even like the servers that were there there were these two beautiful women and um shout out to them but they literally we got to talking with them and they were they were so intrigued by this lifestyle I think everybody is intrigued actually one of the servers was at Temptations oh yeah she She didn't know one of her friends booked a trip and they went to Temptations she didn't know what she it had was. no idea what it was but she said they had fun and she calls herself vanilla so i that was the perfect server i think i think her. she was yeah they yeah. were both amazing yeah and that kind of segues into when people get there i think one of the best ways to break the ice for people is to have games yes and we call them icebreaker games um they are a great again a segue into people connecting and talking you don't like the word segue? No, you said it twice <laughs> in the last, like, two seconds. <laughs> well, okay, so it's it's like a great intro for people to talk about different things. We did... Um, swinger bingo. Swinger bingo, which you go around and get people to sign your squares of what you had done. And we had some, some funny stuff. Oh, God, what were some examples? Oh, I don't know. Gotten a foot job. Uh, squirted. Haven't squirted Had two on. dicks at once. Yeah, been airtight. <laughs> and I think another really good way to um, do icebreakers, too, is to maybe incorporate uh, screen names for if you're on a, a social media site. So whether it be like Indulge Lifestyle, SDC or Cassidy, incorporating what those screen names are so that people can um, have the choice to go and meet you on, yeah. those, on those platforms. Yeah. So we're, we're already starting to plan some new icebreakers that revolve around that because the swinger bingo was huge and people really appreciated the extra effort we made to provide that for the event. And also speed dating is a great one. Uh, we want to try to organize a speed dating. We know at Naughty New Orleans, they have a naked speed dating. They have a few different speed dating. Yeah, but they also have a naked speed dating, which I think is... <laughs> you wanted to go. I did. And I said no. <laughs> but it was because it was during a podcast that we were supposed to record with Carol and David. From the Sexy Lifestyle Network, which this we're on. is... We're on. <laughs> so it worked out that we missed it. Yes. And it was also very popular. You had to get there almost an hour before the event. Yeah, sign up. and when we had people that had gone and they were like, it was just so busy. There were so many people. It was, it was very, uh, I don't know. It was just, I think there was too many people. And yeah. I, I can understand that Can't naked speed dating won't work at like a vanilla venue, no. I don't think. No. I mostly only work at like a lifestyle club. But it is, speed dating can be a great way to get people to transition from like one couple talking to the next couple, talking to the next couple. And as a host, when you're hosting speed dating, um, I think that uh, we, they talked about th- we talked about this with uh, um, Brett from Young Springers Week yeah. last week about how they do speed dating when you first get there. And they kind of get everybody together. And Holly and Michael, shout out to them, Holly and Michael, they... Uh, ask questions that get you f- from a point of not talking about like, hi, this is my name. This is where I'm from. 
Yeah. They get to talk to about a little bit more racier things, a little bit more sexualized and get the, again, mojo flowing. Yeah, definitely. I think it's a great idea. And one other thing we wanted to mention when hosting a meet and greet is a lot of times there's what well, we allow single males. So we do have quite a few singles attending and new couples, which means sometimes these people are, they kind of stick out and they don't, they don't really know the community that well. So they have trouble striking up conversation with others uh, as a host I think it's kind of your responsibility to make sure that you go over and talk to them, perhaps introduce them to another couple or other people to to talk to and really break the ice for them too. Exactly. And I think that it's as a, a host, holding. Yeah, but as a host, you also pretty you sh- like you should have a general background of most of the people that are there yes. and everyone that's there. So if you get to talking with somebody, if you get to talking with somebody and, you know, you're like, "Oh, you know, I think you would be great to talk with these people because you have something similar in mind. I think that's a great way to get those people talking. And I think as a host, it's kind of your responsibility to try to make sure everybody is being social and being very involved with everything. And I think that that kind of leads to um, a lot more communication and a lot more I don't know, sexy talk. I think it's kind of fun. And we're going to cut to a quick commercial break from our sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to talk about hosting a house party. And this is one of my favorites. I love that. Oh, okay. Interesting to know that. So, yes. um, After the break, we're going to talk about house parties. So, stay tuned. Explore your deeper desires. Listen, learn, and live sexy here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This November, 4,000 people will be on the sold-out Independence of the Seas Bliss Cruise, offered by Lifestyle Cruising and Bliss. Why do these charters sell out so fast? Five separate playrooms, dozens of meet and greets aimed at various cultural and sexual orientations, themed dance parties every night, and all upper decks are clothing optional. Find out about the Bliss Experience on the two upcoming Bliss Charters in 2019. This April is the five-night Celebrity Infinity Cruise, and next November 2019 will be seven nights on the beautiful Navigator of the Seas. Couples love the electric atmosphere on our cruises, and we know that sparks will fly in your cabin. Remember, our cruises sell out fast, so be sure to call Wayne at 908-391-1977. That's 908-391-1977, or visit lifestylecruising.com. Do you find yourself lying in bed, dreaming about how to spice up your love life, and wondering how you are going to make it happen? It's time to have an intimate conversation about life, love, and lust on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you've been suppressing your emotions, wanting and waiting to talk about the way you really feel about romance, host Cheryl Besner is ready to help you challenge and change the way you approach your love life. Pillow Talk with Cheryl can be heard every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Welcome back to Sex Uninterrupted with Tyron James. On this week's show, we are giving you all the dirty deets about hosting a swinger event of your own. This segment, we're going to talk about house parties, which seem to be pretty popular, actually, in the lifestyle. I love house parties. We didn't go to our first one until about two years 
into our swinging experience because we were scared. And yeah, well, we're we scared. We got invited <laughs> off Cassidy from Kinky Fuckery. <laughs> and, <laughs> and they invited us to a house party with some other people and we walked in and it, it was nothing like we had ever experienced in our lives it was everything we wanted to experience though yeah because we had like stumbled as i like we've talked about before we stumbled through the lifestyle as we went and got through got to this point but house parties are a great way to meet a shit ton of people yeah. in a short amount of time and like we, kind and you of, kind of have more privacy, I think. Well, we kind of went a little slutty. The our first, first, our oh, first house yeah. party. I think we had sex with like three or four couples, four or five different couples. <laughs> it was quite funny because oh, yeah. we just kind of were in that like in that environment for the first time, Be and it new. was like, oh my god, we just like hopped on, <laughs> we hopped on, and we became friends with a lot of those people. Oh yeah, afterwards. we're very very close friends with all of them, and. I think the reason why we like, I like house parties too, and I like to host them is because in my vanilla life, I was always the person who hosted events and parties. Like like in high school, in my 20s, I had all the Halloween parties and I went off the hook with decorations and stuff. So transferring that knowledge and that experience of hosting parties to the lifestyle was like easy for me. Yeah, it's it's so easy for me to host. And we, I think we do a good job of... I love hosting house parties. One, because I can get, you know, I can get a feel for the environment. And, like, you're kind of, like, as a host of a house party, you're kind of, like, the first person that, like, you know, you start taking off your clothes and you start walking around with your shirt off yeah. or your pants come off. and That's me. And it's quite fun. But as we'll get into a little bit later about being a host of a house party. Yeah. But let's start first out. you got to start with... A plan. Yeah, you you do, actually. So um, <laughs> the best way for us is what we do is we start an event either on Facebook or if you have your own sort of like way to get a guest list. Um, it's a, a private guest list. Yes. We do it all secret and privately. And privately. And a guest list is a great way for people to find out who's going so that they can start talking with them before the house party if they don't already yes, know them. because a lot of couples... Or singles, whoever's attending, a lot of people who are attending, I find they go for dinners and stuff first too. And so they can see who's going, talk to them, either carpool, because we live in the north end of our city. Lots of swingers live in the south end. It's almost an hour drive across the city. So they usually will share an Uber or um, drive up in one vehicle, leave one here. But that's what we do. Yeah. So I think it's really important to show if you're doing a house party, who's coming. Because people want to know. So on top of the plan, um, there are also two types of house parties that we like to think of. Is There's a free house party and there's one where you charge for. Now, I did a little bit of research on like if you charge for a house party, that can become a business venture and you can actually null and void your homeowner's insurance. Yes. So very interesting. We recommend doing free ones because, you know, you kind of want to bring all those people in. You want to bring some newbies in. You want to bring some of the couples that you like and your tribe and your group. And it always for us seems like we have a great flow with everybody that's here. And I know a lot of people want to charge because it is expensive to host a house party. I think we spend anywhere between two to six hundred dollars per party. And one way of easing the cost, I find, is to ask people to bring stuff because 
everybody offers. They're like, what can I bring? What can I do? So I'm just like, okay, bring, you know, bag a chips. Case, bag of chips and some dip, bring some veggie tray, bring some beers, like a 12 pack of beers or something for people to use for beer pong. And usually um, we have way more than we need. Yes, absolutely. Which we did for a Halloween party. Yeah. I didn't have any food and we had tons of food. So that kind of goes to like the next thing, provide food. Because again, that is something that a lot of people, um, when you're fucking the night away, uh, you can get quite hungry and snacks, food are a great thing. We're also big potheads. So I sit by the food all the time and I'm like snacking away because I'm smoking a joint and I'm like, yeah, I got to eat all this food. I got all the munchies and then, and then I go have sex and I get a cramp and it's, (laughs) but yeah, provide food, um, provide drink accessories such as limes, lemons, and ice, especially. And we recommend if you don't want to spend too much money, Make sure everybody BYOB. Yeah. And, and then everybody like drinks what they like. And, and then it goes to inviting and inviting people. Uh, we like to say invite as many people as you want, but try not to overcrowd your space. Yeah. Because if you overcrowd your space, you're not going to have that interaction and that. And it gets loud. And for us on empaths, like I'm an empath. I've been to house parties where I'm like, oh, this is a lot of energy, a lot of noise, a lot of people. So I'm usually on the outside of the party and I can see all the other empaths and the feely people because they're all on the outside of the party too. Um, I, I like good balance though. I don't like too many people in the house. Yeah, we. I would say like a good house party is like depends on the size. Twenty to thirty people. It really depends for on our size. house. I think it's twenty to thirty. Yeah, people is a good is a good number. Yeah. Um, we also recommend that you let your guests know when you're making the plan if they can invite other people or yes, not. If you want to make true. it fully private, only invite the people that you want. But tell your guests that so that they don't bring somebody. And if they do want to bring somebody, just get in touch with you and kind of do that stuff. Yeah. Totally. And a big thing for me is decorating. And I don't mean like, you know, if it's Halloween, putting up Halloween decorations. I mean, like setting the mood, making it intimate, putting some diffusers on with some sexy essential oils, having ambient lighting on. Don't have like your big, huge, you know, fluorescent lights going or something like make sure it's soft and sensual and Um, put some good feeling sheets and clean sheets on your bed just make sure everything's clean because people go on the floor like at one party we had like people were on the floor so make sure you're vacuuming and yeah like setting the mood right yeah we I like to call it set and setting you just kind of you set the set and the setting with like mood lighting and then it kind of goes to the play areas um we always recommend that you have a place where people can play out in the open because if you have those people that are kind of exhibitionists yep. or you like the that are voyeurs that are coming that are not playing with anybody it gives them an opportunity to sit there and watch some people have sex it's free porn it's great i think it's great but also open up bedrooms and with closable doors so that if people do want to go have like a private you know a little intimate time with like another couple or like three couples or little tiny mini orgy with eight people I think that would be great to have a closed door but as a host always monitor your closed doors so that somebody's not in there for a and like a really 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 long time Mm -hmm. because what if somebody else wants to use those rooms like we have two rooms that we open up 
and you can close the doors. But after about an hour, if the door is closed, I'll kind of knock on it and just say, hey, guys, you guys have been in here for a little while. Uh, do just you wondering m- what's up. Are you just laying there and cuddling or... Yeah, can somebody else use that room? And we also, I have like little baskets. And this is just things I've accumulated while hosting events. So I do baskets with towels, condoms, lube, water, kind of all the essentials because we really like people to practice safe play. Yes. And we also leave out some of our toys that we don't mind other people using. Uh, Like the flogger is a big a big one. That's a lot of people like it. Floggers are fun to play with. Um, Strap-ons. Yeah, that's right. Any vibrators. Uh, Make sure you clean all your toys before you have a house party. And charge them. Yeah, and make sure they're charged. But yeah, one of the one of the big things is like also get some like bed, just some kind of throwaway bed sheets. It really helps because like you know those bed sheets are pretty cheap. They're probably like fifteen twenty bucks. But you those throw are them our on, our sex ones. Sex ones we got you, from IKEA. You throw them on the bed. Yeah, and they go on there, and then that night they come off. If they're completely trashed, you just throw them out. Yeah. Which they haven't been. It's nothing a wash can take out. Exactly. It's the same as like hotel or something. Also, we recommend that if you are going to host a house party, we recommend providing uh, waterproof bed sheets. So you can do either a waterproof bed cover or you can provide um, waterproof uh, blankets. Uh, you can find a waterproof blanket on our website at sexuninterrupted.com, which is called a no more wet spot blanket. You can also find a waterproof blanket on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Throws of Passion. Throws of Passion. Is what it's called. And I think it's on Amazon too. Yes. So you have a few choices, whatever works for you. It's nice to have the choice. And we also put... Um, because there's so many women that are squirters. Yeah. Like, honestly. So we put, like, underneath, like, over top of our mattress, like, a cover as well. Yeah, waterproof cover. And... But, if you are going to provide bondage equipment, always make sure, safety first, provide shears, safety shears. Um, yes. Cutting. If you're going to be using tape, uh, rope, or anything, make sure you always provide safety shears wherever those items are. I always are. make sure I bring the scissors. And because, again... <laughs> If something goes wrong and somebody needs to get out of a situation, you have those scissors, you can cut the rope. Yeah. I know a rope can be expensive, but again, it's not worth it to have somebody be in a bad position or like and not be able to get or something. Or not yeah. be able to get out of it, right? Yeah. And also we want to drive home the fact that consent is on your shoulders and on your shoulders to communicate. So ensuring that everybody's being respectful and consenting to everything that's happening is very important. Uh, I know James put in our notes, uh, have someone who's sober in case something happens. We don't always practice that. I no. think we, last time you were really drunk, but I wasn't. Anyways, but bad. yeah, we kind of <laughs> recommend that somebody be sober enough to potentially drive maybe to the hospital if something happens. I think that's just something that, you know, is good to practice. To keep in mind. To keep in mind. Yes. Absolutely. So we're going to cut to a quick commercial break. So I think that was great about house parties. Yeah. Hopefully we inspire some of you guys to throw some sexy ones of your own. Throw your party. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how to host a hotel takeover. Which or can event. Be, which can be quite a task to take on. It's the next step. Yes. So stay tuned. <laughs> Discover, explore, and celebrate your sexy right here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network.
Welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. We are Carol and David, and with us today is Jeff Abraham from Promiscent. So Jeff, you know, intimacy is key to every relationship. Can you tell us a bit how Promiscent can help enhance intimacy? Well, I really think that one of the keys to intimacy is obviously both couples having a satisfactory experience. As any therapist or, you know, urologist will tell you one of the chief complaints that arises in any intimate relationship is timing, i.e., does the woman in the relationship or the woman in the relationship finish? As we've discussed on many occasions during podcasts, other things we've done in the past, there is something called the arousal or orgasm gap, whereas the average man takes about five minutes to achieve climax and the average woman 18. So indeed, I think that is probably one of the reasons why a product like Promescent is very appropriate to satisfactory intimacy. Fantastic, Jeff. Thanks so much. Well, that was a great quickie. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Why don't you tell everyone how they can find Promiscent? The best way to find Promescent in it is www.promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, www.promescent.com. You can buy it directly there. It'll direct you to the retail locations that have it. There's a map you put in your zip code, and there's also physicians and other people that carry it as well www.promescent.com Thanks so much Jeff We are Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies Thank you for tuning in to Sex Interrupted with Taryn James Thank you to our sponsors for that quick commercial break and we this episode we've been talking about LS parties, events hosting all that them. stuff and hosting them mm-hmm. and being a good host in a sense Yes. Yeah, and how to be a good host Yes. So we're going to dive into how to host a hotel takeover. Or event, though. Or event. James. Because yeah. sometimes doing a whole takeover is like. Impossible. It's quite daunting. Well, yeah, because you're looking at like, you know, over 150 rooms. So we've done like partial ones. Yeah, where we, well, there was the one that we did in Banff, which was like smaller. We've done two in Banff. Two in Banff, yes. And they were a bit smaller. We had like, I think about like 10 rooms in a block. And, you know, but we did rent a three-bedroom suite where everybody could come and hang out. It was the fuck palace. Yeah, the fuck place. Um, But we also hosted one, which we call Splash Mob. And which is a whole floor. Which is a whole floor. In a hotel, and we technically splash mobbed the pool at the place, which has got an outdoor sort of venue pool. So it's like a flash mob, but a splash mob with swingers at, at the pool with swingers. So it was kind of fun. So we all kind of just kind of got together. This is what we call an organized, unorganized event. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also been to our fair share of hotel takeovers now. We've been to Dirty Vegas, Naughty New Orleans, um, Epic LS events. Yeah. So we've been to quite a few. We've gotten, um, we've gotten to know what we like, what we don't like, and what works and what doesn't work. And we're just going to kind of share our sort of tips and tricks of hosting at a hotel. Yeah, like we've never done a full hotel takeover, but maybe one day. Maybe one day. <laughs> um, so first off, first point of business, first point of contact, I guess, is to contact your hotel way in advance yeah and i'm talking months in advance yeah uh the reason why you want to do this is because you want to give the hotel a heads weddings up. well you want to give the hotel a heads up to make sure that they block off those rooms and that weddings they, and weddings because weddings are fucking planned 
years in advance in some cases. And the last thing you want to be having is your 50 to 350 people at a hotel at the same time that a wedding is there. Or 3,000. And well, no, it's true though. And it's, it gets to be like the people at the wedding party aren't really enjoying their time because it's not something they want happening at the hotel and you don't really want it happening either at the same time. So I think it's really important to miss the weddings. <laughs> yes. Well, contact your hotel, block off your rooms, uh, make sure that they have like some sort of promo code that you can give your guests that they can give to the hotel when they book their room. If you're not doing like a whole hotel takeover so that they know you're part of that group and they can put you in that location so that you have that section of the hotel kind of blocked off for your peeps. Yeah. Totally. Um, And also, again, it goes back to like the same thing as the uh, hosting a social or a meet and greet. Make sure the venue knows what kind of people are going to be coming. And what's going to happen. Like, I think it's very fair to say that you'll have guests not naked in the hallway, but certainly in their lingerie. Scantily clad. Yeah, exactly. And because I think a lot of hotels, it's, it's against the law here, I think, to be naked in the hallway. Yeah, so, I think it is. And I think they understand if things happen, but uh, it's definitely not promoted. But right. to, to make sure you're clear with the hotel about what's going on, because at the same time, we also don't want to fuck up our reputation in the lifestyle. Or with the hotel, right? Like well, if you want to go back these, to the same hotel. And we don't want all these people who are like at this hotel to think swingers are bad, right? Yeah, it, like you don't want to have that negative connotation, no. especially when we're trying to normalize this sort of lifestyle. Exactly. Right? Um, another thing, um, if you are going to do a complete hotel takeover, make sure you communicate with the hotel. Um, if they have a restaurant or a bar, if they have a minimum spend. Yeah. And this has actually deterred us from hosting at some of the hotels, doing a complete takeover, because they'll have a minimum spend at their restaurant of like something ridiculous, like $10,000 a day or $12,000 yeah. a day for this thing, the takeover. And it can be quite a daunting task to keep people at a hotel if you have all these different stuff around you. Yeah. Uh, the one of the hotels that we had been in contact with that we wanted to do one ad had a minimum spend of $10,000 in their restaurant. This is in one of the most amazing places in Canada. And um, there are so many different restaurants and different places that we would recommend people to go and eat at. We don't want people just staying in the hotel. Yeah. The, the point time. of it is to go do stuff too. That's well, to fun. experience where you are. Like when we were naughty, right? Exactly. Like there was no minimum spend at their restaurant. The Bourbon House. Right. But well, we, we had the option. We don't know that, but I'm guessing. We had the option to go there if we wanted to, but we also didn't have to stay there either. Right. We could go travel around yeah, to other places. Yeah, we could places. go to different restaurants. Yeah. And, and another thing also before even starting the plan is liability, making sure that you at least, uh, if you're doing a whole, t- like you need a waiver. You do. Yeah. You really do need to have somebody Um, look over a waiver or get a waiver from a lawyer and get it signed just to help you with liability should anything happen yes absolutely because it's it if you're if you're handling 300 400 500 people it can be quite again like i said a daunting task of trying to make sure everybody's on the same page and nobody's you know that liability waiver kind of helps you out and it also helps your guests understand what kind of um a space you want the environment you want to be um 
Another big thing that we recommend is you, if you're going to do a hotel takeover, you are going to need some help. We've realized this. Um, it became apparently clear when we tried to do our first one just by ourselves that we were like, oh man, the one in Banff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like we were like, oh man, we need help. Yeah. And you'll need help with one, maybe potentially screening people. Mm-hmm. You will definitely. If you want to screen. Yes. Not everybody, not every hotel event screens no No. and that's okay we don't but if you want to help i would help with cleaning uh, screening people um the other one is uh security definitely want to have some security if you're doing a full hotel takeover or partial or even a partial or a half or a floor it's good to have security to help out with um people coming and going if you're mixing in vanillas with the swinger lifestyle you got to try to make sure you have that security to make sure those people that have paid to be there that people that those are the people that are there uh also you're going to want to probably have some hosts and these hosts are people either just wandering around or in a certain section, but these are people that people can come to to relay a potential message of something that may have happened or, you know, they don't if have. there's an issue, if they have a question, if they want to know what's going on next, um, having designated hosts, usually like at Naughty, they had, uh, I think we talked about this in our podcast, they had a shirt. So you knew who were the hosts and these bright yellow shirts. They just walked around and they talked to people too. It's not like they stayed in their little host circle. They walked around, I think, in a pair and talked to people, made sure they were having fun, asked you if you had any questions. I know one of them showed us, no, who showed us the water? They're like, don't buy water. Yeah, there's water right here. They're like, there's a water cooler. A big. That's another big thing to supply for actually all uh, host parties and hotel takeovers is make sure you supply water. Bring the H2O. The water is quality. key. H2O. It is quality. Also, you're going to need help with people checking in. You're also going to probably potentially thinking about gift bags. So looking for potential sponsors, uh, put, getting people to put on wristbands. Um, people to help out with decorations, either donating them or that. And as well, if you're going to do a hotel takeover, we also like to do seminars. Education. Educational-wise. So looking for potential volunteers that are willing to host a class. Um, you could potentially or give them a free them. ticket. Like at Naughty, they did. Um, you had the choice to attend free ones. Or you could attend ones that you paid for above and beyond what the event cost was, which I think was pretty sweet because then the facilitators, you know, there's a lot of time and energy that you put into hosting a seminar and putting a seminar together. Not only that, if you're at the event, you don't really get to experience the full event because you're so consumed with your seminar. You don't want to be hungover or tired or, you know, not and scatterbrained. So you kind of have to stay more of the straight and narrow when you're hosting or doing a seminar, I mean. Yes. And so I think doing a paid one, if paid options is is an awesome idea if there's enough people who are interested in them. Yes, absolutely. And then it kind of goes down to the getting dirty. Um, the uh, we Playrooms. Yes, playrooms. We recommend that if you are going to do it, like let's say on a floor, uh, one floor, you designate two or three to four rooms that are open to anybody and everybody who wants to go in and play in them. Yes. And those doors stay open. Uh, We would recommend that if you are going to be doing that and you're going to be opening up a room, you have a playroom monitor. Uh, This became so apparently clear at Naughty New Orleans that they had playroom monitors, playroom cleanup people. It was 
a pit crew. Amazing. Yeah. They were they they cleaned up beds. They took sheets off. They did so much stuff. The minute it, someone was down done fucking, they were bringing in the new fresh sheets, and that way the new people didn't have to lay in like the wet spot or something. Which I really liked that, and I liked the fact that there was playroom monitors there to make sure that nothing non-consensual was happening and that everybody was kind of following the rules and being respectful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to the help. And then to consent. the, on, to, on top of the, <laughs> on top of Tara's point there, consent, consent, consent. Especially at hotel parties. Yes. Cause people tend to be drinking a lot. Sometimes there's drug use happening and we don't really want those blurred lines to be, to be there remember consent is a yes right it's a it's an enthusiastic yes, yes. like it's a fuck yes and <laughs> and silence is not consent yes <laughs> sorry i keep saying yes because i'm like yes yes yes, yes, yes. yes. um yeah um what we noticed at naughty new orleans was consent signs they were great they were great to acknowledge what was going on they were great to acknowledge all of the things that are around you you read these signs like got consent sound like got milk these little quotes it was awesome it, yeah. it was one of those things that like it forced home consent so bad because you're dealing with so, so many good. people it just creates that environment of everybody understanding that you have to get that enthusiastic yes and don't come into a middle of a play scene don't do that sort like don't reach out and grab a boob yeah always ask and get don't enthusiastic pick yes when they're kneeling on the floor picking out cards yeah dot 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 dot, dot. <laughs> anyways we're gonna cut to a quick commercial break and when we come back we had we again pulled our ig uh followers and they are going to give us some questions about hosting LS events. So stay tuned. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. You are listening to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. 
This episode, we've shared all sorts of information surrounding hosting LS events. And now we're going to answer some questions that our Instagram followers have about hosting events. I always do this. If you guys aren't following us on Instagram, please do. We love to get questions from you guys to answer on our show. So let's start uh, off, James. Our Instagram is sex dot uninterrupted. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Well, we say it like a thousand times. I've I know. people know. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> uh, so question number one, should you have icebreakers at parties or just let couples mingle on their own? I think it depends on the party and who's attending. Yep. I think like if you're walking into a house party where there's kind of everybody sort of knows each other, which I find is the case. It's kind of like a tribe. Yeah. Yeah. And with some new people, usually some new faces, you don't really need the icebreakers because people just break the ice themselves. It kind of starts later. I think if you're doing a meet and greet where there's a lot of different people coming together, it certainly helps. Absolutely. And I think that the icebreakers are a great way, again, to break the ice. Which we didn't do icebreakers for a long time. And then we realized that people were kind of asking for them slash giving us feedback. And we started to play around with it and incorporate it. And it definitely was a hit. Oh, big time. Because again, you're talking with other people that like, you may never have met these people in your life, but now you have like a segue. <laughs> I said it again. <laughs> you have- Once he gets on a word, he doesn't stop. <laughs> it pisses have- me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I think you have that communication tool that, like, it starts off the conversation, like, saying, like, hey, I'm a squirter. Or, like, the, the bingo cards, if, like, you're a squirter, right? And somebody signs that card. For me, that's, like, I would love to know more. When did you find out you were a squirter? How much do you squirt? Do you want which, to squirt on me? <laughs> which I think we have our swinger bingo templates. If you guys are interested um, send us an email and I'll email them to you. I'm pretty sure I have them saved somewhere. So just email us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com and I'll send you the templates for for our template. Yeah. Our templates for our bingo. Yes. <laughs> and it it's a great way to get like that conversation started. I think it's a great one. Okay, question two. Do you find single women have a challenging time at events? Okay. I I'm do. I'm biased. But I don't think single women have a hard time in the lifestyle at all. Well, this was a single woman who asked me. Okay. I think that there's a... And I think they do. I think it's really intimidating being a... I would be intimidated attending an event being... First of all, my safety is a huge thing. That's the reason why I didn't play as a unicorn when I was single. By yourself, yeah. Was because safety was like... I was so unsure. And I think either people are like being aggressive coming up to you and or you're you you have trouble striking up conversation i think it can go both ways i just think that as as swingers in in this lifestyle that i think we put a big emphasis on the whole unicorn thing and i don't think that women have a hard time i because i'm not a woman so i wouldn't really know yeah Tread lightly. Yes, but <laughs> tread lightly. <laughs> but I'm I'm just saying that I think that a lot of people are looking for a lot of couples are looking for single women, and I think that that is a like what we've said in, uh, before is it's a great yeah. avenue to get started out in the lifestyle. So a lot of people are looking for single women. If you come as a single woman, I don't think you're not going to get talked to. I think, I think if you're really finding it challenging striking up conversation, uh, go on the guest list. And start talking to a few couples beforehand. See if you can go for dinner with one of them before or with a group before. And maybe that'll help a little bit more with 
making it less challenging at the events. And know that most events nowadays, they are safe. And I wish I knew that beforehand. Uh, I didn't know how strongly consent was enforced when I was single and interested in the lifestyle. Wish I would have known. I probably would have attended more events as a single, but they, they it is very safe, I think. And if you are uh, single and you want to go to an event, a great people to start off your conversation with are the hosts. And because it's a great way for them to like, you know, I know these people are looking for a single guy. I know these people are looking for a single girl. And that is such a good point. It is a great conversation starter to start off with the hosts because the hosts pretty much know anybody. Well, and talk to the hosts. If you're uncomfortable, if you're not even for couples, if you're new or something, uh, go to the hosts and and talk to them about it and just share. Say, you know, I'm having trouble meeting somebody and can you introduce me to someone? And don't think it's weird to ask the host for that. That's our responsibility. Yes, absolutely. Uh, another question was, what are some good icebreaker or mixer games? Now, we've already discussed our swinger bingo. I think that's a good one. One of my favorites that we haven't done yet is a nuts and bolts party. So people bring nuts and uh, women bring nuts, guys bring bolts, and you go up and you screw the nut onto the bolt. If it fits, great, you start a conversation. If it doesn't fit, you move on. And I think that's a great one. That one's, I wanted to do that one for a while. That That's a good one. Yeah. What are some other ones? Um, well, we did the swinger bingo. Speed I dating. think um the other one we did was the the characters we did like oh yeah they're like okay so if you go on to like minute to win it games those are great and you get people like in a team of like four to six people and if you do a bunch of minute to win it games i think those are a lot of fun even the so we at our house party we had flip cup and 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 uh beer and that really brought people together, too, because they had to make teams. So I think anything that's team-based, too, uh, and sometimes it's good to not give them the choice of who they can pick for teams. Yeah, get them out of their, get them out of their comfort zone, yeah. in a sense. Not to say out completely out of the comfort zone, yeah. like you're still in the same space. But like I like give to them- keep couples together, too. Absolutely. I, we don't like to split up couples, but like, yeah, get them, get them talking to other people. Cause again, you don't know these people. Sometimes you don't know everybody there, but when you're in a team, a lot of people get that like competitive spirit going together. And they like to like, just kind of like figure it out. Our first social that we ever hosted was at a hotel takeover. And there were people that were getting their stuff done as fast as humanly possible. And they ran up to me and they were like, what do I win? And I was like, Did you mean you our first icebreaker? Yeah, and I was like, they were like, what did I win? And I was like, you didn't talk to those people? Like, the whole you point of this... You win communication. <laughs> the whole Mother point of this, this whole point was to go and meet people. Like, it wasn't to win anything, but... <laughs> Sorry, Tara's uh, <laughs> sitting here smelling... She's sitting here with her tits out, and I can't stop staring. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, another question. Can the host feel comfortable playing, or should they be facilitating the event? I love this because I think a host should be a host first and a party goer second. Yes. And I agree. We, we don't 
play too often at our events. The person who asked me this, they gave me their opinion on it. They said, if it's starting to look like nobody's playing, sometimes it's good for the host to initiate play. Yes. And that's kind of where we bring the flogger in and some more BDSM or kink play. I think that's a good initiator of turning the party a little bit more red than vanilla or chocolate or swirl. Neapolitan. Neapolitan, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, like James said, it's very important to be a host first and don't just be going in and out of the bedroom with people who are in your house. Uh, but I think it's certainly a good idea to initiate some play well, especially and be involved as, in it. Yeah, but especially as a host. You kind of want to make sure everybody's having a good time. You don't want people sitting on the sidelines like we talked about with the socials and meet and greets. I think, like, when we did your birthday party here, uh, Tara was around. She was, you know, flirting. She was the one mostly playing with people, and I was being host. So I was running around. It was my birthday. I was, well, anyways, it's just, (laughs) it it was a party. But it was for me. It was an orgy. I walked around. And I was like helping facilitate people. Like, what do you need? Can I get you anything? Can I do something? Well, Tara's off fucking the night away. Yeah, I'm fantasizing about the orgy. <laughs> and I was <laughs> and I was playing more host and for me it was very um I, I liked it. I think being a host is very fun. I love we I think we both love hosting. I think we're fun. natural at it. Because again, I want to make sure everybody is having a good time. I want to make sure everybody is at least participating. And if you're not a participator, you're at least watching something that's going on. Or join yourself. Or, yeah, exactly. That's one of our biggest things is as a host, try to make sure everybody's enjoying themselves. Let's ask each other a question because this one we kind of already answered. And that's the end of the questions. Um, What's your favorite one to host and why? Uh, My favorite to host. Oh, interesting. My favorite to attend as an okay. attendee, okay. is a house party because I think that house parties are um, a lot of fun. I think you bring together people when you're a host of a house party. I think you bring together people very, very like-minded. I don't like to say everybody's like-minded. I think everybody's open-minded, but I think you bring together more people that are more like you. Relatable. To yes, you. very okay. relatable. But hosting, I love hosting socials and meet and greets. Yeah, me too. I love hosting socials. That's my favorite. What's your favorite as an attendee, though? Um, I think it really varies on what the event is. I mean, like, for, like, Naughty Nolens was amazing, and I loved attending that, and if I could attend that once a month, I would. Uh, but I like the parties too. And I like going, we've gone to meet and greets that we didn't host. And that was also fun too. I think it's sometimes nice to be the attendee instead of the host because it is a little bit more stress and work being a host, but at the same time, it's very rewarding. So hosting, I like to host the meet and greets. Uh, and I think I like to host, I liked our BAMF when we did and Splash Mom and stuff yeah. too. Well, again, we... I don't know. I like lo- it all. We love the LS. We love the Swinger lifestyle. It's become, as we said in our intro, it's become part of our life. We love it so much that we love hosting. We love doing this show for you guys. Um, I want to leave, what do you think? Let's do a last bit of advice. Give some advice. One advice for hosting a party. Just do it. Just do it. I, Wow. 
(laughs) (laughs) So original. (laughs) But it's true. I think a lot of people hold back hosting. And I think once you host, you realize how fun and rewarding it is. And I think a lot of people remember you more when you host. Because they, they, they respect that. They are excited that you did that. So I, that's mine. That's my advice. Perfect. Well, again, we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing listeners. And thank you for tuning in to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. If you enjoyed this sexy show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. We also want you guys to check out the Sexy Lifestyle Network.com slash contest. There is a contest. There's a giveaway. Uh, it is a we give away some great products every show you'll hear it in our closer there is some great products uh, she vibe blankets all sorts um, of goodies all sorts of good things um, our next show is swinging for newbies yes uh, yeah you can catch that next week at 8 p.m. Eastern 5 p.m. Pacific and you can listen to us live until then keep it sexy Hey, sexy people, if you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed the sexy show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at sxuninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Monday at 5 p.m. on the West Coast and 8 p.m. on the East Coast on the Sexy Lifestyle Network.